Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I host this show each and every week talking about the things that I think you need to know uh, from my perspective as an estate planning and elder law attorney. We've done over 100 episodes of this show at this point, and um, sometimes I say the same old things, and sometimes I say some new things, but uh, if you tune into this show, I, I hope you find it informational and useful. If this is your first time, welcome. Um, my goal in doing this is to give you the information that you need to know to make good decisions um, regarding your affairs, your estate, um, and and to help set you up for success. I own a law firm called the Secular Law Firm. We are headquartered in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. We help families cross Western Pennsylvania. We have a few satellite offices, uh, and it is a multi-attorney for, uh, firm. There are four of us, uh, well-credentialed, well-experienced lawyers just helping you all day, every day, uh, plan for life's twists and turns. Now, before we get into the heart of today's episode, I want to give you uh, a warning that you should not make legal or financial decisions based on what you hear on this or any other radio show. This is for your education and information. My goal is to get you to take action toward getting the legal advice that you need um, because if as you'll find out listening to this show, this episode, prior episodes, this stuff's pretty darn confusing. Um, so you shouldn't make decisions based on what you hear uh, on the show. There's not enough uh, time for me to explain everything you need to know here. Uh, but here's a couple of helpful things that we're going to chat about. Um, today, I want to talk about nursing home Medicaid mistakes. Um, in our office, we help people who are in nursing homes protect assets not go broke because we have this harsh government rule book that requires you to go broke if you're unfortunate and, and have Alzheimer's disease or some other form of dementia or stroke or Parkinson's or one of these issues that uh, ends up requiring you to need long-term care. Our government system is not really there to help you. Our government system essentially requires you to go broke. And so then the, the ticket, like the real trick to all of this is how can I get the care that I need without going broke in the process? Uh, and, and that's a big problem my law firm uh, stands to solve. And so um, in the last couple of weeks, <clears throat> I've seen a few things that have come through the office that really, frankly, um, are just flat-out mistakes that the family has made. And so I'm going to point uh, some of these things out. And, and, you know, these are pretty commonly made mistakes. But maybe by throwing this out here, I can, I can uh, get somebody to, uh, to think through big decisions before they just make it right so so here's the context right and um when when someone goes to a nursing home and it's going to be a long-term stay the average cost of a nursing home in pennsylvania is pushing fifteen thousand dollars a month right so it's almost hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year to be in a skilled nursing facility in pennsylvania and most families can't hack that for very long if they can hack it at all and so um, the, the problem, like the fundamental problem is we've got this health care delivery system, this government rule book for seniors, that requires you to go broke if you need long-term care. 
See, because when you turn 65, if you haven't turned 65 yet, when you turn 65, like probably starting at about your 64th birthday, you're going to be the most popular person on the planet. There's going to be people calling you, and there's going to be people mailing you information packets, and they're trying to get your Medicare business. They want you to enroll with whatever Medicare plan they're selling. Uh, and when you turn 65, you have to make a Medicare decision because for a lot of people, that is your health care now. Uh, and you decide whether you want traditional Medicare or one of these Advantage plans and, and all of the other different decisions you have to make. So fine, you make these decisions. But here's the problem with Medicare. Well, there's probably lots of problems with Medicare. But here's the big problem with Medicare is Medicare doesn't pay for the single biggest health care expense that seniors face, and that is custodial long-term care. According to the Alzheimer's Association, one in three of us are going to have dementia. According to the state of Pennsylvania, nursing home costs $14,676 a month. And so you, you multiply those two things by each other. You know, I've got a one in three chance of having Alzheimer's disease, and nursing homes are so darn expensive, King Tut couldn't play, pay for it. And, and so what is, what is the result is this is the biggest financial risk that most families face. You know, when we're working with a family, and I'm, I'm new to working with a family, getting to know them, you know, my goal, especially for retirees, you know, if, if, or soon-to-be retirees, they're, they're at the point where they're thinking about, you know, retirement and they're thinking about their assets and how they can stretch the assets to give them the standard of living and retirement that they've been dreaming about for 50 years. And, you know, let's say they saved well and they're, they're, they're primed for a great retirement. Well, what's the one thing that could get in their way? And, and that is, well, what happens if one of them gets sick? You know, if the husband ends up in the nursing home at 180 grand a year, where, where is that going to leave the spouse? Where's that going to leave his wife? And, I uh, I implore you to take some, some steps to protect yourself. We like to use asset protection trusts to protect a bunch of resources from uh, these this cost of care. But, you know, this is the issue. This is the issue that you need to plan for. And so um, Medicare doesn't pay for this stuff. Medicare is in the acute care business, folks. They're not in the long-term care business. Okay, so if I'm over 65, when I'm over 65, if I have a heart attack, and I go to the hospital, and I have ambulance ride, and I have open-heart surgery, and I go and stay at a nursing home for a rehab stay, and all of these medical professionals do their magic, and they save my life, and they fix me up. And, you know, it's unfortunate that I've had this experience. But from a financial standpoint, Medicare is going to pay for most of that care. Yeah, coinsurance, co-pays, and whatnot. But Medicare is going to pay for most of that care. If, however, uh, it's unfortunate, uh, I'm unfortunate enough to have a stroke or a head injury or dementia, and now the care that I need is custodial in nature, whether it be a personal care home or a skilled nursing facility, Medicare doesn't pay for any of that. It's still a health care expense, but Medicare doesn't pay for that. So our health care delivery system for our seniors picks winners and losers based entirely on the health care event you will ultimately have, which is entirely outside of your control, right? And we're at a point in time where uh, the baby boomer generation is in their senior years or hitting their senior years. And this is the biggest population, uh, you know, the wave that has come through the long-term care industry. It's also the wealthiest generation in American history. 
um, and maybe forever. And one in three of them are going to have dementia. And they're going to have to deal with these expenses. And none of them are prepared. No one's prepared. Um, our clients are prepared, but most people aren't prepared. And so then the question is, what do you do about it? And so if you want to do some estate planning, if you want to know more about this, we offer free uh, educational workshops. You can register at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com, or you can call 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. Come to one of our educational workshops where we'll teach you all this stuff in greater detail. You know, here's wills, and these are trusts, and here's how Medicaid works. And here's how you can protect yourself. And, and um, most people find these talks very informative. They usually fill up. So reserve your seat today at secklerlawfirm.com. Now, I mentioned in that little commercial Medicaid, the word Medicaid, before we were talking about Medicare. But let's talk about Medicaid for a moment. Medicaid is the only government program that will pay for a nursing home. Now they don't pay for personal care homes or assisted livings in Pennsylvania, but they will pay for the nursing home. But in order to be eligible for Medicaid benefits, you have to go broke first. They allow you to keep very, very little by way of money and still be eligible for Medicaid. So once you've gone through your life savings, now you can apply for Medicaid benefits, and Medicaid will pay the nursing home bill. But when you're on Medicaid, you still have to pay over your monthly income to the nursing home. So if you have Social Security or pension, that's still going to the nursing home. But Medicaid will pay the rest. Now, we get involved at this point. I like to tell folks, um, when you go to um, a nursing home, a nursing home admission is a legal problem. And it's not because the nursing home or the nursing home owners are necessarily bad people. The, the problem is this government rule book that requires you to go broke. And here you are in a nursing home. It's not the nursing home's fault that Medicare won't pay for your care, but they still need to be paid. They're about to provide you or your loved one a very valuable service. They deserve to be compensated for that. But the problem is, the problem is not the nursing home. The problem is the government rule book that requires you to go broke. And so Medicaid requires you to go broke. So then the trick is, how do I get Medicaid benefits without going broke in the process? And that's where you work with a law firm like mine to help you get those benefits without going broke in the process. See, Medicaid has these rules, and they've got these financial limitations. They've got these asset and income requirements, and they've got all these complicated rules. But the Medicaid rulebook is inches thick. It's an extremely complex system. And within that thick rulebook are opportunities. It is not uncommon for my office to help protect someone's money, sometimes 50%, 60% of a single person's money, even after they're in a nursing home. Uh, And for married couples, it's not uncommon to be able to protect even more than that, um, given some different techniques and what the fact pattern is in the situation. So if you have a loved one in a nursing home, or if you have a loved one on their way to the nursing home, um, I, I urge you to reach out to us. Let's talk. We'll talk to you for free. We'll figure out if we can help. We're only going to bill you if we can help you. So call us. We'll, we'll get you the information you need. Because, you know, out there in the world, seniors go into this whole long-term care situation blind. Like, nobody really knows this. There's no, there's no you've, uh, um, healthcare information desk out there in the world where you just get to go and get pointed in the right direction. And oftentimes, our law firm sort of serves as that information desk. We get lots of phone calls from uh, family members supporting an unhealthy older person who just needs to know, hey, like, where do I go? Where do I go next? Is it personal care? Is it in-home care? And so on 
at my law firm, the Secular Law Firm, we actually have a social worker on our staff. Her name is Megan. Megan spent 10 years before she came to work for us working in a nursing home. She's very familiar with this system. And our goal is just to get you the resources you need to make good health care decisions. Um, and if one of those decisions is we need to access public benefits like Medicaid to pay for your care, then we help you with that. We put together an asset protection plan, and, you know, we could do this with the house, we could do this with the money, and by doing so, we can protect some of this money and not go broke in the process. Because I don't know about you, but I don't get out of bed every morning and go to work, and, I, you know, I'm going to do this for decades and decades, and I don't think people go to work for decades and decades just to lose it all when they end up in their senior years and need long-term care, right? That, I mean, that's not the American dream. Lots of people out there living the American dream, but if you get sick in the final years, it's going to have an ugly last chapter. And so what we want to do is we want to help protect uh, you, protect your family, protect your money. Now, let me tell you a couple of mistakes that I have recently seen families make. And I'm doing this in order to maybe help you uh, prevent making mistakes if you or your loved one needs long-term care. Number one is that there was no plan for the person's primary residence, okay? So an individual ends up in the nursing home. Uh, they eventually get Medicaid because they spend all their money on the nursing home care. Once they go broke, um, then they can apply for Medicaid benefits. But Medicaid will grant you eligibility while you still own a house. So this individual still owned a house, and they're now on Medicaid. But here's the problem. Once you're eligible for Medicaid for long-term care, all of your monthly income needs to go toward the care. So then if I'm out of money and I'm spending all of my monthly income on care, then who's going to pay for uh, who's going to pay for the property taxes on that house? Who's going to pay for the utilities on that house? Who's mowing the grass? And the answer is there isn't any money for any of that. And so what happened with this particular family is they came to us and they said, well, Look, Dad's finally on the Medicaid. Um, thank God we don't have that bill anymore. But, you know, we really can't afford to keep his house, so we would like to sell it. But if they sell Dad's house, they're, you know, the one child is his agent under power of attorney, so he's got the authority to sell the house. But if he sells the house for Dad, now Dad owns the home sale proceeds, money. Let's say it was $200,000. Dad owns money from the sale of that house, and now he's not eligible for Medicaid because you're not allowed to have $200,000 in cash and be eligible for Medicaid. So he risks getting booted off the program because he sold his house, and essentially what's going to happen is then he's going to lose the value of his house to the nursing home. Once it's gone, then, um, then Dad can go back on Medicaid. And when I explained this to the kids, I said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. You know what we're going to do is I'll pay dad's property taxes. I'll pay his utilities because when he gets sick, then, um, you know, when he eventually passes away, I'll end up inheriting the house. I've read his will. His will gives me the house, so I'll float the expenses, and then when he passes away, I'll end up with the house, except it doesn't work that way. Pennsylvania has this program called Estate Recovery. A state recovery stands for the idea that if you have been a Medicaid recipient, and when you pass away, if Medicaid has, say, let's say over two years they paid out $300,000 on your care, well, they have then a claim against your estate. So when you pass away, the executor of the will is forced to sell the house to pay back the state of Pennsylvania for every penny they spent on care, right? So a single person goes broke, broke, zero. got to go to zero. 
if you end up in the situation if you're in the nursing home long enough, which is not an acceptable answer in my family, and it shouldn't be an acceptable answer in your family. So what do you do? Well, with the primary residence, I really like to hold the primary residence in a, in a trust called an asset protection trust that can protect it from um, from this the whole broken system in the first place. Uh, and that's what we talk a lot about at our workshops, which you can attend anytime you want. Um, this coming week, um, we have a couple in Cranberry Township at the library. You're welcome to come check them out. Um, there's still a couple seats remaining, only a couple, though, so you need to register. You can do so by giving us a call at 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. Or you can register online at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And you can register for the workshop right online. All right, let's talk about a different issue here. Um, I had a family recently that came in. And, you know, when you go to the nursing home, there's a couple of helpful people in a nursing home, and, and most of these people really truly try to be helpful. Um, that is the social worker that works at the nursing home. That is the billing office, the people who, you know, are, are dealing with you and the bill and the finances. They're, generally speaking, they will help you with the best of their capability to try to get to Medicaid. The problem is, if I'm honest, most of them really don't know the details of the Medicaid eligibility rules. So people go to the nursing home, and they think that the billing office or the social worker knows all of the rules for Medicaid eligibility. And I'm here to tell you they don't. They mean well. They're working hard. They're, they're trying. But they don't know the rules. Frankly, most of the caseworkers in the county assistance office don't know all the rules. And, and so way too many people rely on um, the, the experience and the expertise of the people who work in the nursing home. And I'm telling you, folks, they get it wrong sometimes. And here's one where they got it wrong. The person had had a life insurance contract. It was a whole life policy. Now, whole life policies have cash value to them. So I'm going to make up some numbers here. Let's say that the death benefit on this life insurance contract was $150,000. And let's say that the cash value of the contract was $70,000. All right. So when this person who's now in a nursing home in, in their late 80s and um, probably going to pass away in the next couple of years, there's a life insurance policy that would pay the family $150,000. Or you could, you could cash out the policy, you could close up the policy now and get $70,000, right? So difference of 80. Well, you're not allowed to have a $70,000 asset and be eligible for Medicaid. Your assets have to be fr real close to zero. I think this person was allowed to keep 8000 bucks. So you're not allowed to have a $70,000 contract. So what the family did was they cashed it out. They took a contract that, in, in, on average, three years from now is going to be worth $150,000, and they exchange it for $70,000 cash today. The insurance company wins, right, because now they're never, never going to have to pay out that death benefit. So the insurance company is $80,000 richer. This family now has $70,000 cash, which they need to spend on the nursing home care. So they cash it out. They turn it into cash. They pay the bill, which the, was an absolute mistake, right? Why? Well— because this person in this nursing home had a child of some means, a, a child that had some money. And I said to this adult child that had some money, um, listen, can you think of another way where you could write a $70,000 check and on average in three years have that money double 
and then some to become $150,000. And I said, if, if, if I told you this afternoon you could write a check for seventy, and in three years it would be worth one hundred and fifty, would you take me up on it? And said, Absolutely. Well, then why didn't you buy Dad's life insurance contract off of him? And he looked at me confused. Well, Dad owned a thing that was worth $70,000 today, and we know it's worth one hundred and fifty in a couple of years. You could have just purchased the thing that was worth $70,000 for $70,000, Give them seventy thousand dollars cash. Don't don't let the insurance company win. Don't surrender the policy. Sell the policy, and now the kid owns the policy. And when dad ultimately passes away, it'll pay out the full death benefit of one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now, isn't that a better result? Right. And and they just looked at me like, well, that's not what the billing office said at the nursing home. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, they probably said you should speak to an elder law attorney sooner, but. I'm 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 using this particular example, and please listen to me. Don't go do any of this because there's there's nuances to this that you could make a mistake. But the admission to a nursing home is a legal problem, and it's not a legal problem because the nursing home are bad guys. It's a legal problem because the government system is broken. It is not helping our seniors. People are going broke because of long-term care costs. And none of the politicians are trying to fix this. Nobody's going to fix this. You've got to take it on your own shoulders, get some education, understand the broken rule book. Even though it's broken, you can still read it, or you can still, better yet, don't read it. You'll go to sleep. You can work with attorneys who understand what the rule book says and can put you in a good position. Because with that particular family, I could have saved them $80,000. They lost $80,000 because they made a poor Medicaid mistake. Um, and so you can't do that. And I just want to do one more mistake, and then we're running out of time on today's episode. Uh, and that mistake is they just simply didn't call us on time. I had a, I had a family that came in, and they had um, – I, these aren't exact numbers, but dad's in a nursing home, and they came in, and dad's a single person, and they had a good power of attorney, and the stars aligned and all the rest. Um, dad had about $200,000 left. He had started at the nursing home at about $400,000. Um, over the course of the last 12 or 18 months, he's, now he's down to $200,000. And they finally came to see us, and we said, well, we can protect about 60% of what you got left, um, $120,000. Uh, and then they're, they're happy. Look, we're saving this family $120,000. They're, they're happy, uh, and we're doing the work. And then one of the other meetings later in the process – the individual, the, the power of attorney kid had been thinking about this. And, and he said, Tim, your law firm saved me 60% of what my dad had left. I said, yes, uh, you know, that, that's what it's looking like. And he said, have we called you when dad still had $400,000? Could you still have protected 60%? And I said, yes, sir, unfortunately, yeah, we, we could have. You know, so... We can only protect, in that particular family's case, we could protect about 60% of what they had. Had they called us when Dad still had 400000 we could have protected two forty. But now Dad is down to 200000 and we pr- can protect $120,000. So it was a $120,000 mistake to not call the law firm a year earlier. Um, and so if you know someone who is currently in a nursing home 
if you know someone who is considering placement in a nursing home, understand that people don't like to talk about this stuff, right? I mean, if it's somebody at work or at church, you know, if you work with somebody whose dad is in a nursing home or, you know, you go to the nursing home and there's a little old lady who you know her husband is in a nursing home, understand that that family is going through a lot. And people don't like to talk about it. You know, it's not popular. It's not comfortable to talk about this. But a lot of these folks who are going through this long-term care crisis flat out don't know that they've got a better option, that there might be a way to protect some money. They just don't know. There's no information desk. There's nobody that's going to say you need to go hire a lawyer. That's why we do radio shows, and that's why we do these free uh, seminars that you can come to because – the elder law attorney is in a unique place to be able to educate people on their options that really, frankly, you're not going to get that information anywhere else. The nursing home doesn't know the answers. Medicaid may know the answers. The, the caseworker that you're working with may know the answers. They may not know the answers, but they're not allowed to tell you everything because the higher-ups in Harrisburg don't like all of these techniques. The only people who are going to help you in this scenario is an elder law attorney, uh, and you should call. Um, you can call my office anytime at 724-546-4227. I'm going to give it to you again, 724-546-4227. We're right in Cranberry Township. I can see I-79 from my window. Uh, we're super easy to find. Um, or you can check us out anytime you want at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. All types of free information on their videos and downloadable guides and different things to help you out. So check out the resources we give you. I hope you found this information helpful. Uh, if you know somebody in one of these situations, help me help them. Let's help some people together, uh, and I thank you for listening. Remember, don't make any legal or technical decisions based on this or any other radio show. This is just for your education. Look forward to meeting you. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.